0: Well, and what's interesting about dance is that they it takes so much time and so much effort to perfect their craft. They get so much criticism and I mean it's it's constructive feedback that they get while they're in their classes, but it's not always hundred percent positive. And so to come and see the the effects of what their all of their years of study and training has brought out in them is is so fun.
1: That's Trevor Nielsen, I'm Greg Baird. You're listening to the Photo Gregor podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the photo Gregor podcast. I am Greg Baird. I'm here with Trevor Nielsen and he's a photographer and a pretty good guy and I think uh, you'll enjoy this if you like anything photography and if you don't like photography you'll probably enjoy it anyway because uh, hopefully I can ask the right kind of questions. How you doing Trevor?
0: I'm doing great Greg. How are you
1: doing good? So I want to tell tell our audience that uh, we have never met. We've talked for about 30 minutes before we started recording. That's right. And we've had some brief interactions on social media. And we don't know each other. We do not. (laughs) So this could go anywhere. Um, I also want to say that uh, Trevor and I are literally direct competitors. He's a photographer in the same market as me, doing the same kind of photography as I am. Although we have different styles. So I want to acknowledge that. I invited him here because I think competition's really good, and I think healthy competition's good for everybody involved, including the clients. So, Trevor, let's just get into it. Let's do it. What is it about photography?
0: What is it about photography? I've been interested in photography for forever. I think it's the creation of art for me. I've always been interested in the arts. I did do quite a bit of painting. And drawing and things like that back in high school, and photography for me is is just another kind of version of creating art. So like painting with light, I think people talk about a lot. Yeah, I think it's just a, a an artistic expression through a, a different medium. That's funny because I, I, I tell people the
1: same thing. i can I come from stage performing from from uh, um, performing cappella music in college and afterwards, and so. That's interesting.
0: Do you know, I, I actually also come from stage performing. Uh, I went to high school and did, I think by the time I got done deciding I wasn't going to do it professionally, I had done 25 or so theater shows. Okay. So I think we're on the same uh, wavelength there, yeah, Greg. There's
1: something that you can't, once you retire from one art form, you've got to get something back or it's not, life's not good without an art form.
0: Yeah, it definitely feels crippling if you don't.
1: Yeah, I, I, like, I, I started to understand why professional athletes turn to gambling or other pursuits. They, they're looking for a rush that they can't get because they're not performing anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I haven't always been a professional photographer. Uh, prior to this, I was a, a software engineer and then a manager of software engineers. Um, and I always kept photography in my back pocket. And the reason was that way I could have a creative outlet.
1: Yeah. So I was going to ask you about that. Does it satisfy like your other creative
0: outlets used to? Do, like, does it now, now that I'm doing it all the time? Yes. Yeah. That's the, that's the good question. I think it depends on the kind of shoot that you're doing. Um, some of them are more creative than others. Right. And so I just try really hard to make sure that I'm making sure to take that time to create a creative vision for some fun shoots. And, like, and I, and I think, I think the answer to that question a little shorter than that is yes i i've enjoyed every second shooting it's been so much fun so shooting or editing or both <laughs> it's kind of both it depends on how many edits i have to do uh if it's in if it's a high number of edits and that can get a little tedious but i but i love editing as well
1: yeah i i like editing um i really love shooting though because that that uh that creative process with another artist is the thing that i really that's what i think i enjoy the most yeah definitely Talk about your evolution as a photographer. I think you are doing a lot of dance photography right now, which is um, one of my primary markets. What is it about dance photography? How did you get into it?
0: Um, why do you like it? How, yeah. how, how did that go for you? It's a really windy road that got me here, um, but it's a good question. And it's, I think it's actually a very topical question uh, to ask a man it's doing dance photography where the primary uh person that you're typically shooting would would be a female and i think it's always important to make sure that the dancers are being safe and that and so i think those are those are very valid questions and i think what got me interested in dance where i hadn't been before was my daughters my daughters i have four of them and uh, they have all done some form of either dance or gymnastics over the years and i think through that at the beginning, I was just a regular dance dad doing the drop-offs, whatever, uh, and I wasn't very involved, and then over time, we started going to more and better performances, and I started to really fall in love with ballet, which is, which is kind of not the normal thing, or what even I was expecting out of life, but it's interesting how, I think it's because of my theater background, when I sit and watch a ballet, it's, in, it's so fun to imagine like Shakespeare times or like times before even electricity. And you can do that with a ballet where you can just hear the orchestra playing and see the beautiful performances and envision a different time. Whereas if you're watching a musical, that's also really fun, but you can't, there's microphones and people talking, like it feels too technological during a play. But if you're watching a ballet, it's like in, Entrancing, like it's so it's so interesting. So that that's how I got interested in ballet and dance. But I, I back to my musical days. I did I did musicals and and all that kind of stuff. And then um yeah, so I think that's probably my biggest, the winding path that got me there was my kids, but that sparked a, a fire and an interest there of how beautiful and creative they can be on the stage. But what's interesting about dance is that that type of photography versus other types of photography is that not only is it really pretty to take pictures of but it's also requires a really lot of technical knowledge on both my part and the dancer's part and so it feeds both sides of my brain my my creative side as well as my technical side and so i get the opportunity to do both of those and it keeps me interested
1: yeah i i I think that uh i feel the same way Ballet is very theatrical in its presentation, generally. Um, so that that's that. But I also like that, uh, that interplay between... I never thought of it as the, the two sides of my brain, but the interplay between me being technically proficient but also artistic at the same time. Yeah. While someone else is being artistic and, and helping them get to technical proficiency also. Um, that's just... It's a, it's a joy. So what's your dream shoot like? What do you... If you
0: were gonna do a shoot, what does your dream shoot look like? I don't know. I think it changes every every week or so as I do. <laughs> so I, i'll I'll sit down and, and I'll and I'll try to creative creatively think and like what what could I do that's different or creative or or whatever? and a lot of and I just it changes and my motivations change and all that stuff. So I don't know if I have a dream shoot. I think it's I think it's just getting out there and creating creating cool art. Maybe maybe stuff that that other people haven't done as much. Like I don't I don't necessarily like I'll, I'll I I love to have my own ideas instead of just doing the same idea that other people have done a lot of times. Yeah, that makes sense. So since you
1: don't have a dream shoot for the future, what what are some of the shoots that you've really enjoyed in the past?
0: In the past, well, I think my most recent one that I that I enjoyed was I did a snow shoot. Uh, so one of my my ambassador Haley, uh, if you've watched my feed at all. Mm -hmm. um we did a dance shoot and in her they we i brought broke out the snow machine and we had aspen trees in the background and a nice big blue backdrop and fake snow like multiple kinds of fake snow and it was just it was just super fun and she had a really fun dress on that was really flowy and it was just super fun
1: yeah that and if you don't know um you you should check out trevor's instagram feed while you're uh while we're talking um you can see haley and and other uh artists
0: performing with him how do they find your instagram uh it's lemon lime photog so elliot L-E- like lemon lime and then photography but cut off of the g so photog
1: okay good so everyone go find lemon lime photog on instagram um is are there other places they, they should look
0: uh there is, i have a facebook uh page you can it's the same thing uh, not, not as many followers there, but I'm trying to build it up. So I'd appreciate it if you want to give me a follow over there. And those are the two, two main places. I do have a website, the same, same name as well. Lemonlimephotog.com.: Well, then it's easy. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> that, yeah, I've done, I've branded myself all the way across the internet to the same photo, photo Gregor everywhere so that, well, so people can find me. Hey,
0: before we move on, because you asked me a very topical question, why don't we ask you the same one? What, how, how did you get into dance photography?
1: Well, that's an interesting story, too. And if you don't mind, I'll tell it. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) So I was, my wife is a professional athlete, and she was, after we had three kids, she was getting back into track and field, and she was going to try to qualify for the Olympics. She attended the Olympics in 2000 and 2004, and she got the bug in 2012 and started training hard. She was going to try to qualify for Rio in 2016. She did not ultimately ultimately make it, but while I was at the track meets, we you know, I we grew up in the era of um students being poor, which we were both poor way back in Sydney and is that an States. era? I
0: think that's every time. <laughs> isn't that every time? I, I don't think know. that's every time.
1: I don't know. I know some people who get loans and pay for their lifestyle with the loan, which is uh, that's <laughs> isn't that
0: isn't that the same thing as poverty?
1: That's called paying it forward in the wrong way. Yeah. Um <laughs> yes, that's uh future poverty um but, but uh we didn't have any pictures of her competing she's a she's a a less well-known athlete from a tiny country and we have a very few pictures of her competing internationally um, from 2000 2004 and I didn't own any gear at the time I wasn't even a photographer at the time I had no idea um so between 2012 and 2016 she started competing and I started taking my camera out and I would take photos of her and I was doing terribly. So I would practice by taking photos of the other athletes, um, at the college track meets and they liked them. Um, turns out that uh, college athletes have a lot of NCAA rules and I was <laughs> never able to publish those photos while those people were in school. And by the time they were not in school, um, I had grown as a photographer and they just weren't my best work anymore. And it's just, that's just not a market. You can't market yourself using three year old,
0: Um, photos. Yeah, that's a little tricky. Those NCAA rules got in my way as well. So I, I similarly actually shot uh, sports photography at when I was at at the university for the newspaper there, and I Mm. ran into the same problem.
1: Yeah, so you can't build a business based on uh, breaking the rules. They'll they'll, (laughs) that's right. They'll tell you really quick to cease and desist, and then you'll be um, not allowed on campus anymore. Just it just it's not a good system. So I was looking for other kinds of photography, and I wanted something hard. You know, I wanted something that takes a lot of know-how and a lot of practice, and I wanted something that nobody else can can duplicate because, you know, I don't want to be in a market that's saturated with people. I want want people to go for the easy, low-hanging fruit. So movement photography is not something a lot of people do, and they don't necessarily know how. They might know how to run their camera, but they don't realize what you have to do in low light with movement, you know. Like, so... Anyway, so I started off with movement photography and having no market really for sports here in Utah, I, I switched to dance photography as it, I, I was going to try it out and see, does it, uh, does it work for me and do the dancers appreciate it? And I'll be honest, finding a dancer to volunteer to be my first subject, that was the hard part. They, um, I want to touch on what you said earlier. It's difficult for them to jump in with a male photographer and really feel comfortable. Um, You've got to build some trust there. Absolutely. And, and then your reputation goes a long, long way. I, I enjoy a very, very good reputation for um, being somebody who's trustworthy in that, in that environment. Um, so uh, I switched to dance photography. I was lucky enough to have one of the uh, amazing dancers from Ballet West be one of my first people that I shot with. It was Sayaka Otaki. And if you've seen her dance, she's just electric. She's amazing. And she said, sure, let's do it. And I was like, oh yeah, r- really? <laughs> On your first try? No, I, I, had, I had had a few shoots before that, but literally, you know, we're talking teenagers and, and yeah. some people I know from uh, from from the neighborhood. Um, but she said yes, and, you know, that was really formative for me because I felt like I had to do such a good job for her. And I did, we, we got good stuff. Um, and I'm proud of it still, even though I've grown so much that, it's not my best work now, but, but back then I, sh- I, really stretched myself. And I think that's, I don't know. It's always, movement photography has always stretched me. So that's my evolution. I just, I, I still feel like a sports photographer. Um, but I'm in this world and I'm, I'm getting some business in dance. And so I study dance moves and I try to make sure that I know, you know, what, what are the dancers going to want, especially the technical ones like ballet. Yeah. Um, uh, your modern and your contemporary dancers, they're kind of weird on purpose. They're, it's not so rigid. So I'm not, I'm not sure what I'm looking at when I'm looking at those. I don't know how to, how to help they, them.
0: They're difficult in a different way, though. What I found yes. about the contemporary ones is that um, they're, they're so free-flowing and artistic and creative, but that doesn't automatically translate into a good 2D image. So you have to kind of do a run-through of what, what they feel like their body wants to do first, and then you have to pick out the good parts. It's kind of trickier. Whereas in ballet, you can say, "Hey, why don't you throw up an arabesque and we'll see what it looks like," and you and you know what you're looking and for. And you
1: can correct the little pieces of the arabesque. That's right, like the the turnout and the winged foot, and just making sure that the the leg is level and straight, and you know yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, stretch knee, all the stuff. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So I'm I'm a little better at helping people with their ballet form and technique simply because I've seen a lot of it. But you know, I I feel like I get them about 95% of the way there. And I I try to find the most flattering angle for that pose. And then once I feel like I'm close, that's when I start showing them the photo and having them say, okay, I need to fix this and this and this." Yeah. It also helps if they bring a dancer along. um, Oh, for sure. One, for safety reasons, you should always shoot not one-on-one. You should always have a few people there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But if that, if that, if they're a company, accompanying dancer or a person is a dancer then they can help with the form and that speeds up the process and they get more photos that way anyway so
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah what about you i mean do you do you find that that rings true for you as, as well
0: uh, you mean uh which part <laughs> uh, bringing in an, an accompanying person yes i absolutely do think that's important and uh, if they don't bring someone i bring one of my daughters
1: Exactly, and yeah, I was I was talking about that part, but also also <laughs> I that, part, that
0: wasn't the real question.
1: <laughs> well, it's weird because I'm used to interviewing people, and so when I'm talking, I'm not thinking of the next question. I'm trying to be articulate, yeah. which is not always happening. But that's all good. We'll <laughs> we'll shoot from the hip here. So I wasn't sure what I was asking. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> no worries, but uh, you had me on a different train of thought because, like I said, I'm usually interviewing people, thinking of things. So. What's your goal? I mean, like, I don't want you I'm not trying to pry your secrets out of you.
0: We are competitors. We are, <laughs> are arch nemeses. Arch nemeses. Is that the right word yeah. for this scenario here?
1: Yeah. If you're hearing that, that's the sparks between us as we talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, like, you know, what, how do you want to grow? What, what's, what's the end goal for you with this art form and this pursuit?
0: I don't know that I particularly have an end goal. Um... It was interesting when I when I decided to leave my corporate career, it's been it's been about a year and a half or so. I had to really decide what do you want to do with the rest of your life now? And it took me quite a while to actually figure that out. And I wanted to incorporate the the things that I was passionate about in and that is artistic and and photography. And that's and that's how I got to here. Um, But as far as an end goal, I think the end goal is is happiness and bringing other people happiness and i think there's nothing cooler than doing a shoot with a dancer that's maybe not 100 percent confident and then having them pull out a move and then you can help bring out the best in them and then they see a photo of themselves that they are just awestruck by and it's and it's a collaboration that they were able to contribute to and they're like i've never seen myself like that before thank you so much like that that to me i could go i could be done and be happy with that that's that's so satisfying right there
1: yeah i, I like to tell uh, people that the most rewarding part of me being a photographer is when you show somebody a picture and they start crying because you've helped them get there i mean and honestly that's that's super satisfying in ways that i never thought i could have accomplished um because it's a different art form than stage performing stage performing is you know that audience feedback that's the thing right
0: yeah well and what's interesting about dance is that they it takes so much time and so much effort to perfect their craft they get so much criticism and i mean it's it's constructive feedback that they get while they're in their classes but it's not always 100 positive percent and so to come and see that that effects of what their all of their years of study and training has brought out in them is is so fun
1: yeah i i think we're on the same page there i wanted to ask you about um recently i've seen that uh you hit the at least as far as i could tell you hit the internet hard in around february last year that's and, right and i started following you and honestly i'm gonna be dead honest here at first i was like holy crap he's moving into my market doing something that I do and he's doing it better than me. That's, that's the first thought. And the second thought was, who cares? Just be better than him, you know? So you, you, you <laughs> kind of forced my path a little bit. Hey, perfect. And then COVID hit and you dropped off a little bit. And I found out because you were building a cyclorama in your garage. Is that where it oh, was? Oh my
0: gosh. It was so much more complicated than the, even just that. I moved. Oh, okay. um, we had a, a family member pass away. Like there was so many things in the middle of the summer. You're right. I started off, I hit a hard COVID hit terrible terrible time to start a business right? right um and and that's when i started was in march um at end of february and so yeah i moved built out a studio like all the things so i definitely took a kind of a pause in the middle of the summer to get some stuff lined up and ready and then and then now we're back to it
1: so i wanted to say before we go on condolences for the loss of your family oh member. yes thank you i don't want to skip through that um but i do want to ask you how a cyclorama, for those who don't know, is a three-surface a three surface area as a room. Imagine a front wall, a left wall, and the floor, and they're all painted the same color. And there's a curve between the walls and a curve from the floor to the thing so that when you light it, it doesn't have a
0: corner. Yeah. Um so my so question my, is my particular one. Oh, I bumped the, the, bumped the windscreen. Shame on you. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, my, my particular cyclorama does not have a third wall. Mine, okay. mine only has the, the back wall and the, in the, the
1: floor. Okay. Um, how is it? I mean, is that, should I
0: be building a cyclorama <laughs> right now too? It is amazing, but also a huge pain in the butt. Like what? Like, like building it was a nightmare. It was so difficult. Um, like getting those seams like nice and smooth was really hard. Like there's so much about it. That's, that's really amazing and really cool. And I feel so fortunate to have that space, but also I have to paint it on the regular so I can only do about maybe four shoots before I have to repaint. Oh, and just
1: it just scuffs up.
0: Yeah. So it's it like paper is a pain because it, it will crinkle. Like if people are dancing on it and it'll scuff up on the, on the bottom and tear it and all that kind of stuff. And so you think a cyclorama won't have those won't have maintenance problems, but it does. <laughs> it's, it's never easy. Yep. And and it, it cracks because there's dancers jumping on it and it you, know, you have to fix those. And then, re- yeah, it's it's its own cup of tea.
1: OK, well, um, so the answer is no, I should not be. building well, a cyclorama. I mean, <laughs> if,
0: if, if we're going to if we're going to be honest, yes, you should, because they're amazing. But they're also a huge pain.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think. I've thought many times about something like that. And the only place I really have is my garage and I'd rather park in it than, than, than <laughs> shoot in it. It's not heated either. And oh, it, it's not real. Um, it's not real. Uh, where was I going with that? The garage is
0: not real large. A lot of the times the garages aren't tall enough for dance either.
1: Yeah. So I could, I could pull up my garage door and pull back a little bit, but that would cause me issues um, on the upper end on the top of the photo. Um, so
0: yeah, it's a, it's tricky, but it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, so what's your favorite part of the photography? What's your very favorite thing to do? I think
0: like with the technical side of doing photography by itself, it's probably lights. I spend a lot of time doing light placement.
1: Okay. And why is that? What is it? Is it that you have a vision in mind and you need to be like very precise with, with accomplishing your vision? Or is it more that uh, you experiment? You don't like it, so you experiment some more and, and move things around.
0: It's not that I'm experimenting. I think I think I have a sound understanding of what I'm trying to accomplish. But it when you start adding a bunch of lights, it gets it, it gets complicated really quickly. You've got to get your balances uh, between your levels right, and you've got to have your modifiers just right. And a lot of the times, I'll be shooting with four or five lights going on, and it's it's complicated to get them all to act exactly what you want. And plus if you have a dancer in front of you, then they're doing a move. They might not do it exactly the same every time, which means you might have to shift things around a little bit as you go.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I find the same thing. I, um, I thought more lights. And so I got more lights and I realized I don't, I can just flood the thing with light, but I don't get any contrasting shadows, you know, having more lights wasn't necessarily, uh, uh, it wasn't necessarily the answer to some of the problems I was having early on. It it causes different trouble, which
0: it's an artistic choice. I think, I think you mentioned the contrast thing and that's definitely a thing. I don't tend, my vision tends to not be quite as contrasty as, as other people like yours, your style is less, is more contrasty uh, than mine. And and I think that's, that's great. There's definitely, that's what's cool. And that's what keeps us uh, different. And we're not all trying to do the same vision.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is, you know, initially I was, um, kind of threatened by you moving into my market and doing what I do. It's funny. but I I realized we're not, we're not the same photographer at all. We have very different styles and well, you know, some people are going to like yours and some people are going to like mine. And there's, there's plenty of business for all of us or
0: both. I mean, mean, we can can hang out and it's no problem.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the thing where I've come to is that initially I was like, Shoot! What am I gonna do? And and then you know I just realized I need to one. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna improve. And two is just embrace the competition. It's I mean there's so many
0: there's so many photographers out there. Like there's if you want to just always be worried about the next person that's coming along or whatever. I mean you're gonna have so much anxiety. Like like you've just got to do what makes you feel good inside and and make make good art. I think is what it boils down to. What's funny about you mentioning that i moved into your market i actually lived at the time maybe about a mile from here <laughs> so that was i like really like back backyard here from you but then uh not anymore now i'm in Salt Lake county so okay
1: yeah i thought you were here local um but i mean that's still local in the. i was scheme. until july until july um uh, but yeah I, I think uh honestly i've learned a lot from your photography as well i i think that i could emulate your style if i wanted to i just That's not, not necessarily what I, I, I like your aesthetic, but I don't necessarily need to have that aesthetic in my portfolio, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I, I think there's definitely a lot of value into figuring out what you really like and what you're passionate about in, in your art. And, and I think there, I definitely had a process where there, there are very specific things that I'm looking for in my, in my themes that I'm that I'm going for and, and everyone's vision I've noticed as I've talked to other photographers everyone has a different vision of what appeals to them and that's that's why it's cool that we can all uh all live here together
1: yeah and I think that's the a great way to end this episode is, is just by saying that uh yeah we should coexist and we should be good to each other you never know when you're gonna need like for example I never know when I'm gonna need a, need the a cyclorama
0: you never know. <laughs>
1: they come in handy i'm just floating that idea now (laughs) um but trevor it's been a pleasure i'm so happy that uh you came to record in my studio and i'm so happy that we were able to come together this way very nice to meet you
0: definitely thanks greg i appreciate you having me on it was fun to meet you as well
1: so that was my conversation with Trevor Nielsen. It was a good conversation, and I got plenty of time to talk during the episode about my thoughts and feelings about various topics, including photography. So I'm not going to give any extra thoughts here. I just want to say I appreciate you subscribing. I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate the fact that I have the oppor- opportunity to do this. It's uh, it's quite a joy, and I hope you start to see that the people I bring on here are people that I bring here because they're interesting they're not necessarily famous not necessarily notable in in the grander scheme but in their market or or in their area of expertise um, I just find them to be fascinating people so keep listening I appreciate it this is the photo Gregor podcast